2: It's time for the 2017 Pro Bowl vote for this year's game in Orlando with a return of the traditional AFC versus NFC game format. Vote today at nfl.com slash Pro Bowl vote.
0: And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky here. Uh, Buck, we got Periscope again today. I know. I, I see the little
2: camera set up. How about that?
0: Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, send <laughs> us some questions, by the way, and uh, we'll try and get to some of them as we go along. Behind the glass, guys, keep me honest on the questions and we'll get some answered. A uh, couple things I want to get to, Buck. We're going to get to these college games. we got Sully, producer Sully, who has moved on, but he's still, as a, as a volunteer, we're going to bring him in as our correspondent for this big game this week when we get into the college side of things. But let's start off on the NFL side. We normally go through every game, but I want to kind of switch that up today. And uh, here's what I want to do, Buck. I'm going to look at the teams that share a record. I want to see who, who you who, who how you would rank. them don't have to go all the way through them, but just what's the best okay. team? All right. So five and zero. Oh, it's the Minnesota Vikings. They're all alone. Okay, that's obvious. All right. Of the four and one teams, I'm going to give you the list of the teams. You tell me who the best team is of the four and one teams. Ready? Bing. Wait, just wait. I already know. I already know my answer. i got to tell you who they are. I already know my answer, though. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Dallas, Atlanta, New England, Denver, all four and one. Who's the best team of that bunch? The New England Patriots.
2: The New England Patriots are the best team because they have TB12 coming back. He came back. We saw him light up the Cleveland Browns in limited action. Uh, We also saw what that 12 personnel package looks like with Martellus Bennett and Rob Gronkowski. When you have two big tight ends on the field that can do a bunch of different things, whether it be run, block, spread out, make plays as pass catchers, it gives you a lot of freedom and flexibility to really attack the defense. And I really don't know, after watching the tape, I don't know what you can do to slow them down on offense and if you can't slow them down on offense, you're always playing from behind when you're facing their defense. We know that Bill Belichick makes life miserable for quarterbacks. I just think the New England Patriots are right there to be the second-best team in the
0: league. Look, I've I'm I'm always been all in on the Patriots. My thing is their kryptonite, though, has been the Denver Broncos with what they can do against them. They can match up. They can get after the quarterback with four buck. They can, they can get in coverage. They have the corners to be able to match up. They're going to get in your face. They're going to disrupt that timing and rhythm. You, you think the Patriots have solved that problem?
2: I think they've solved it because I believe the quarterback is potentially a problem for the Denver Broncos. And if they can't feel hit him like twenty
0: times in that game. If they
2: can't if they can't field a dominant rushing attack, if CJ Anderson and Devontae Booker can't be guys that can kind of get it going and and produce maybe hundred fifty rushing yards at a clip, then it allows Bill Belichick to really suffocate the passing game and allow them to kind of feast off turnovers. So yes, the Denver Broncos are the Patriots kryptonite. But this year, I just don't know if they have a big enough size of kryptonite to slow Superman down.
0: All right, so I'm going to stay in these 4-1 teams for one more question. Last year, we saw the Atlanta Falcons get out to a hot start, and they fizzled. So is there is there a, is there a pretender in this group? And I'll read again. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Dallas, Atlanta, New England, Denver. And and I can even throw the 3-1 teams in there because you've got Seattle, Green Bay, and Philly. Who, who in that group you worry about maybe trailing off a little bit? Maybe it's a little bit of fool's Gold. Uh,
2: I would say the Oakland Raiders and I know my Raiders, people are going to be mad at me when I say this, but part of the reason that you can't fully endorse the Oakland Raiders being a legitimate uh, contender is because their defense is really, really struggling. They have a tough time stopping the run. They've been giving up a ton of passing yards, and people have found Sean Smith on the edge. They found DJ Hayden on the edge. I worry about those guys being able to match up with the premier teams in the league. Now, that's not to say that I don't expect them to be a playoff team, because I do believe they get into the tournament. I I just don't know if they can go toe-to-toe with the Pittsburghs, the Patriots, um, even in some cases the Broncos because I just don't know if they have enough firepower defensively to get it done. I like the changes that they made, but I just don't know if those guys can cover well enough to give them a chance.
0: The one team I say keep an eye on is, is, is the – is the Philadelphia Eagles because this Lane Johnson suspension is big. He's playing as well as any right tackle in the NFL. That's a big loss for them. I want to see – got Big V from TCUs filling in and, uh, and stepping in. I want to see how he plays. And I still have some concern about these corners. They're just not very talented out there. I love their safety duo. I love the rest of their defense. But the corners concern me a little bit. Um, and then even on the outside on the, at the wide receiver position, I want to see Nelson Aguilar play a little bit stronger than what he showed.
2: Yeah, I think the big thing with the Eagles, I'm a believer in Jim Schwartz's system. His system is more of a zone-based system, a cover two uh, system, where they don't necessarily need premier corners to get it done. They can get it done with the safeties because the safeties are really the centerpiece of that back end. And then up front, they're so good up front, creating pressure with four, uh, not having to the blitz. They can really play max coverage in the back end. I do agree with you about worrying about the wide receivers, but I think this system allows those players to have success. It's a little more of a systematic offense, and because really your best player is the quarterback, even though he's only four or five games into his NFL career, he can elevate the play of those wideouts because if he puts the ball right on their frame, they're certainly good enough to make plays. And I think at the end of the day, Dorio Green Beckham is going to be yeah. the superstar of the passing game. Big body came over. You begin to see him kind of make strides. As he goes and emerges as the number one, I believe that offense will continue to roll. All
0: right, let's go to the three and two teams here quick and just tell me who the uh, who you expect kind of to jump out of this group. Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens, the Rams, the Bills, the Redskins. The Chiefs are two and two. So I'll just they're two lost teams. I'll throw those in there. So again, you got Texans, Ravens, Rams, Bills, uh, Redskins. Chiefs, who uh, who in that group you think can emerge out of that pile?
2: I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because they get a bit of a scheduling break uh, the next couple weeks. They play San Francisco, and they have a couple other winnable games where they can get to 5-2. and 5-2 and two puts them right where they need to be at the halfway mark, and if you really look at the teams that go to the playoffs, typically 10 wins will get you in. I think they can manufacture 10 within the division. They have a couple more games. Obviously, they play Miami Dolphins. They have the New York Jets on tap, they've already split or earned a split with the New England Patriots if they don't win that second one. So they're really in good position. I like what they're doing on offense under Anthony Lynn. He's doing a great job of getting Shady McCord to run downhill, and then on defense, Dennis Thurman has cleaned up some of the stuff that they were doing in the back end. Has taken the play sheet away from Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan, and they are allowing their guys to play. And they also also will get. Marcel Darius back into the mix. Shaq Lawson could come back down the stretch. I think their position to be a team that is kind of one of those contenders down the stretch. All
0: right, somebody on Periscope just hit me up and said Pats are going eighteen and one. You buying that?
2: I'm not buying that they're going to go eighteen. One. Little, I think little, they have a couple more losses on the ledger. A little
0: bit strong. Another one wants to know. Uh, can someone help the 49ers? We suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll see what we can do when we get down through the rest of this list. All right, the three lost teams. Buck, you ready? Uh, Arizona Cardinals, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Bucks, Colts. Giants, Lions, Jags, Saints. Those are the three lost teams. Who could be a playoff team out of this bunch? Got to start playing a little bit better.
2: New York Giants. The New York Giants have the personnel to be able to uh, make a run in the NFC East. Offensively, we talk about their uh, big three outside, Lethal Weapon 3, as I call them, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, and Victor Cruz. They're not playing well, but part of their issues have been Eli Manning hasn't played well. Maybe the veteran can get his game going down the stretch and allow those weapons on the outside to do damage. Defensively, I like what I've seen from the big money uh, expenditures that they've had. Uh, Olivier Vernon is making plays. Uh, Janoris Jenkins has been a playmaker. They're a little banged up in the secondary, but if they can get those guys uh, back to full health, I think they can be a team that wins 10 or 11. Games.
0: You know who's who's been sneaky competitive for me is the Tennessee Titans. I, I didn't think they. I mean, like, they're two and three. They're not a. They're not a great football team. They've been competitive. They've been competitive. They, they've with, got an identity. Yeah, you know what they're trying to do. They're absolutely. On the ball repeatedly, and then hopefully Mariota can make a couple big plays off that run. You know, the big
2: challenge for them is to figure out how to build an offense that allows Marcus Mariota to be comfortable while also protecting them from some of the hits that ownership didn't want to necessarily want him to endure. Um, the running game is critical. When they're able to impose their will by running the ball with DeMarco Murray and also Derrick Henry, they control the game and they don't put so much on the shoulders of Marcus Mariota. Defensively, Dick LeBeau has them playing well. They're running around. They're knocking people around. They're making plays when they have those opportunities. I just need to see them play. The thing, you talk about it. If they're able to kind of get a couple wins, string together a couple wins, like they play the Cleveland Browns now, they're also in the mix in their division in the AFC South. All right, let's go
0: through these four-loss teams. This is a, this is a tough row for these teams with four losses accumulated already. Anybody have a, a sliver of hope? You could say none of the above. I'll give mm-hmm. you the teams here. You ready? We've got the Jets, the Bears, the Chargers, the Panthers, one and four. Wow. The Dolphins, one and four, and then the Niners, one and four.
2: Of those teams, I will buy the San Diego Chargers. The they are in I, every game. The reason I'm willing to buy into the Chargers, they've been leading in almost every game into, in the fourth quarter. They just have to find a way to finish the game. They haven't been able to finish the game. We saw them fall apart in Kansas City after Keenan Allen got hurt. We saw them give the game away to the New Orleans Saints. We saw the errors that really hurt them against the Oakland Raiders. If they can somehow clean that up and they have a big game on Thursday night against the Denver Broncos, if they somehow can get that win, it energizes the team. They have 10 days to still kind of clean up some of the stuff. I think they can get back on track. I'm willing to buy in, especially after I saw Joey Bosa have the kind of game that he had in his impressive. debut that will help their defense, that will help the coverage, and maybe really make amends for some of the losses that they've endured with Jason Verrett going on IR. I like the charges. They just have to find a way to win these games. Man, the Carolina
0: Panthers were in the dank Super Bowl last year. I know they lost some guys in the secondary, but I got to think they're capable of going on a run. You know, I think this,
2: this is what's happened with the Carolina Panthers. I think their own arrogance has kind of gotten the best of them. Uh, you had a great run last year. We had so many guys play at career years. Uh, take in Jr., Played outstanding. The, the the other guys on the outside, Philly Brown, uh being able to get some other contributions from the offensive tackles, Michael Orr, Mike Rimmers and, and those guys. But when I see the Panthers, what I'm seeing is an older team right now. Khalil, Greg Olson, uh some of their best players, Thomas Davis, uh Charles Johnson. It's an old team, and you know, haven't been in the personnel business for a long time. It disappears overnight, and I don't know if they've done a great enough job of replacing those guys with young players that can step in and handle big roles. We will see over the next two to three weeks if the Carolina Panthers are well positioned to be a team that can get back on track or if this is a team that will be downtrodden for a little bit.
0: Somebody explained on here why the Panthers have struggled. He said it's because they stopped dabbing. (laughs) Nice work, Periscope. Yeah, I don't
2: Uh, know if that has anything
0: to do with it. All right, Buck, and then there's only one team. Five-loss team, Cleveland Browns.
2: You know, it's tough for the Cleveland Browns because they have been competitive. I've seen good things from them. Uh, I think they have the boat heading the right direction, even though the results haven't been uh, positive. Cody Kessler has surprised me. He's played better than I think anyone imagined. If they can get him going, maybe he shows a little promise. Maybe they can find a way to get some wins. Uh, Terrell Pryor has been outstanding as a number one receiver. They have some good things. It's going to be hard for them to come with a positive record. I think they want to finish at the top of the draft so they can parlay some of those picks into great players and build a franchise again. I'm okay with the Cleveland Browns. I know their fans are, are sad. But, look, basketball season's here. Maybe there we'll go you back go. to
0: back. There you go. By the way, did you see the thing on LeBron where he uh, cleaned up the locker room after the players?
2: I know he was mad. I heard he was I mad about that.
0: it. I love that. That's a little story, but I loved it. Yeah, he was. the players left some stuff dirty in the locker room, some some uh, laundry and stuff. He cleaned it all up, and somebody asked him about it. He said, I'll have this conversation. Uh, hopefully that's the only time I have to have oh, yeah, this yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. He he might don't, be don't a bit act of, like that. He might be a bit
2: of a neat freak.
0: It maybe is. A little OCD. Yeah. Uh, Hey, before we get to the college games, I want to get to one thing real quick. Um, The stat that I love, I always track throughout the years, has been sack differential. So Mm -hmm. basically the sacks you produce uh, against the sacks you allow. And uh, try and find the teams with the positive sack differential. Why does that matter? Let me kind of go through. I mean, there was one period of time where it was like 10 of the previous 11 Super Bowl winners had had a positive sack differential, meaning they got more sacks than they gave up. Now, that's changed a little bit in the last five years, but I'll show you what we've had in the last five years. Denver won the Super Bowl last year. They were plus 13 in sack mm-hmm. differential. New England won it in 2014. They were plus 14 in sack differential. Now, Seattle in 13 was even. They they had 44 sacks. They gave up 44. Some of that's just the way the quarterback plays and kind of runs around. So they were, they were uh, right even. The only team in the last five years to have a negative sack differential was the 2012 Ravens. And they were minus one. <laughs> so they're right there, just minus one. Then you go back to two thousand eleven, the Giants won the Super Bowl at plus twenty. So it's been it's usually been a pretty good indicator. You need to be in the positives when it comes to sack differential. So I, I looked it up right now where we are so far this season, and we talk about who the best team in the league is. We have one undefeated team, right? The Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Guess who leads the league in sack differential? Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings are plus 11 right now in sack differential. So they're getting after the quarterback. They're protecting their own.
2: You know, I would love to take that uh, statistic, sack differential, and also look at turnover margin. And I bet they're very, very similar. Because a lot of the things that we – always are looking for when it comes to playing good football, turnovers. How are those turnovers created? Well, pressure on the quarterback, forcing him to get rid of the ball before it's time, forcing him to make these errant throws because he has people in his face. Turnovers are the biggest deciding factor in games, and I think there's definitely a correlation between being able to consistently put pressure on the opposing team's quarterback and to keep your quarterback from facing pressure. Sack differential really highlights all of those things.
0: All right, the uh, the other teams in the top five in sack differential right now. Interesting.
2: Number two, the Buffalo Bills,
0: a team that before Rex got there and the Jim Schwartz had had a ton of sacks, the numbers went down, and now they're starting to come back up. They, uh, the Bills are plus seven right now. Behind them, the Green Bay Packers. Actually, sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles also plus seven. Yep. Talked about them. Jim Schwartz does a great job getting after the quarterback. No Lane Johnson now. We'll see if they can keep that up. And then behind them, you got Green Bay plus six. You've got Arizona, as bad as their season has been, they're still plus five. Um, and then you've got Denver at plus four. Tennessee also plus five. So those are some of the top teams right now in terms of getting after the quarterback and protecting the
2: quarterback. You have to create splash plays. You have to create negative plays. You have to find a way from a defensive standpoint to shorten the field for your offense. The best way to do it is to knock the quarterback around. You put him down, it puts the the offense in a bind and allows you to start pick hunting, ball hawking, on those favorable situations. All right, you want to jump into some college games, Buck? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, let's switch over to
0: college now. Uh, Ohio State at Wisconsin. This is our two-point game of the week. Okay, we do these predictions every week. We pick the ten games and we try and decide who the winners are. We get one bonus game, two-pointer. I'm getting smoked in these in these predictions, and I am. It's like a game where you're chasing points. I got to go for two every single time. So you're going for two. Right I try now. and be bold, but I'm not going to be stupid. Um, Kent's got Ohio State. Sully's got Ohio State. I, I mean, I've got Ohio State, Buck. What do you think?
2: Everyone's going Ohio State. You're going to go Bucky at home? You're going to go. I'm I'm going to go Bucky Badger. I'm going to go Bucky Badger at home. I'm going to say that they jump around a little bit. I don't know if you've ever seen them at the end of quarters when they start playing jump. They kind of jump around, they kind of set the tone. I'm going to go with Wisconsin finding a way to get it done in front of their home fans. You know it's going to be a raucous crowd. It's Saturday night under the lights. They kind of get that thing going in Cam Randall.
0: I'm going to see. I'm going to throw it out on Periscope and just see over the next little bit here if anybody agrees with you that uh, what's but again you've picked you've been bold and it's paid off for you so far this year. Hopefully that'll be I a nice see,
2: 2 point win that'll get me back to where I need to be.
0: Talent wise I just don't think they're on they're on the same planet. All right, next game is a is the other big game of top 10 matchup here. And that in the, involves the Tennessee Volunteers. So anything that involves the Tennessee Volunteers, we have uh, a couple places we could go. Charles Davis, good friend of the program. Yeah. Is a, is a Tennessee Volunteer. Dan Helley uh total access the uh, the host with the with the great smile and the, uh, <laughs> nice hair and the nice hair and the cheap shoes. But we also have one, Sully, the artist formerly known as the producer of the Move the Sticks podcast. Sully, you on the phone? You there, pal?
3: Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? Good talk to you. Are you
0: going to this game? I am. I'll be there. I'll be in Knoxville. I'm heading up tomorrow. And by the way, were you at the Nationals uh, Dodgers game the other day? <laughs> <laughs> I was not. because Dan Helley, speaking of volunteers, sent me a right. picture of some guy that looked like you at the at the playoff game, and said, "I think Sully's here." I said, "I don't think that's him." <laughs> uh, but,
3: no, it, no, I was uh, I was uh, I was down in Texas. I went to the A and M game last week. Too. Oh, Ooh. geez, look at you! That was a fantastic game, huh? It was. It was a great place to watch a game too. Kyle Field, I was fully impressed with that that setup the Aggies have but. I mean, couldn't pull it out, but I, how do you expect a team with seven turnovers to pull anything out on the road, in, in, in the SEC especially, you know?
0: No question. Um, well, let, let's jump into this game, Silly. Let me know. Let me know. I know you picked – obviously you picked your volunteers. Can you tell Go me ahead. why they're going to win this game?
3: Yeah, uh, I think the Vols at home are going to protect the football for the first time all season. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's kind of a gut feeling. Um, I feel like we can get after Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, I mean, he can hurt you with his legs, um, but I feel like we're going to we're gonna be able to win the biggest battle of the weekend uh, with uh, two first-rounders with Cam Robinson uh, versus Derek Barnett. I think Derek Barnett's going to come out on top and be able to get to jail him a little bit. Uh, then win the special teams battle. Um, between um, these two teams, um, Bama's had nine defensive and special teams TDs over the season. Um, if Tennessee can kind of limit that on, on with turnovers and – and winning the special teams battle, I think they'll be able to come out with a victory.
0: Look, I, I watched, uh, because I'm looking at that matchup, I watched some of Cam Robinson today. And yeah. he, last week, a lot of power rushers uh, he saw from Arkansas, a lot of big physical power rushers. They did. I was kind of surprised a little bit. They did pull him, him a little bit. Little bit. They pull yep. him back a little bit. So that's that's Barnett's thing. I mean, Barnett's not the most explosive guy, but he is strong and powerful, and he's very crafty. So that that will be right. a key matchup. The, the The problem is, so you got to stop the run first before you have to get to the quarterback. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, Trayvon Williams kind of ran all over us last weekend. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, but we, we have some help coming back. Darren Kirkland Jr., uh, one of our stud linebackers, is coming back this weekend. Uh, all things. All signs point to him coming back. It has—it's not official, but uh, that'll, that'll certainly help. Uh, considering uh, we're so banged up on that side of the ball. All right, so Sully's
0: got Tennessee, Bucky. Uh, Kent is—is is with the rest of America and has Bama. I've—I'm gonna go Bama. I look—I think Tennessee. the the uh, the second half cardiac kids. Man, that's a lot of a. Um, that's an emotional toll it's taking on that football. team. It has to be. Eventually, doubt. that's gotta. That's got to show up a little bit. I think Alabama wins in this game, and I'm sorry, Sully. I think they do it in convincing fashion.
2: Okay, uh, that's fine. Sully, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like this would be a very, very competitive game, but I feel like you can going to hear a lot of
3: roll, tide roll. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to drown that out a little bit with some Rocky Top singing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be at least 100,000 balls, so we're going to have a good time regardless.
0: All right, Sully, you want to stick around while we do the rest of these picks? Oh, yeah, certainly. I'll stick around. I'd love right. to. All right, let's go through the rest of these games, Buck. Uh, NC State at Clemson. Uh, Sully, you, who you got in this one?
3: Uh, I'll take Clemson. Yeah, no doubt. It's, I like NC State a little bit, but, yeah, Clemson got to.
0: NC State, uh, just watching a little bit of them last week, obviously it was a monsoon awesome. playing against Notre Dame. They got. They can right. run the football a little bit. But I just think Clemson's got too much firepower. I think this game is a little bit closer than people think. I think it's a competitive game, but I, I'm not going to go against Clemson at home.
2: Normally, it's always a very, very close game. This is known as the Textile Bowl back in North Carolina really? to engineering nice. schools, to agriculture schools. I can never pick NC State in anything, so I'm going to go with Clemson. I hope Clemson <laughs> mashes
0: them. All right, West Virginia, Texas Tech. West Virginia number 20 at Texas Tech. What do you think, Sully?
3: Uh, I'm taking Tech at home. Uh, that's a lot of points. I'll take the over, too, for talking. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take Tech.
0: Yeah, we don't talk about I don't know what you're talking about, what that means. Yeah, I've I never, know, never I heard know, of that. I don't before. know about that. Yeah, that's right. Kent, Kent's got <laughs> Texas
2: Tech. Bucky, what do you think? Going with the Red Raiders. I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. Let's say he throws for 600
0: yards. Ooh, well, See, this like is it. this is where I get in trouble because I'm trying to pick up I'm trying to pick up a win in the standings here. So I've got three people going Texas Tech, and that's when I ride Dana Holgerson and West Virginia nice. <laughs> on, the, on the road. I'm sorry, West Virginia, the way my picks have been, I I just killed you there. Uh, North Carolina, <laughs> Bucky, your Tar Heels at Miami. You go first; it's your team. Oh, you went you upside down? <laughs> They're
2: down. Sully, he just popped up the U. We're <laughs> we <laughs> going down. <laughs> I already told uh-huh. Reggie, Reggie Wayne I'm going to have him in all kinds of Jordan gear uh, starting yeah. next week. So, I'm going to go with the Tar Heels. We had a disappointing nice. performance versus Virginia Tech. I know my guys hit the practice feel hard this week. I'm looking yeah. for the guys to get back on track. I think we light them up. Disappointing Ooh. disappointing uh,
0: loss against Florida State. Hard for Florida them to
2: Florida emotionally States. come back from that. Like, it's so close. Yeah, I mean.
0: So close. You guys got eight. Would you guys have eight first downs? Yeah, P A T. But I'm saying emotionally, emotionally, Miami has to be scarred. I just I didn't even watch any of your North Carolina game last week. but the box. It was court. a bad game. It the was box a lot of rain. Scared me to death. It was a lot of rain.
2: So only if Matthew circles back around will be affected. But if it's sunny, sunny skies down in Miami, I think we put it to it, the Canes.
3: I got I got the Canes. Sully, who you got? Uh, I, would, I had the Canes, but Bucky just slipped me. I'm going with the Tar Heels. I'm That's right.
0: I have that. your picks in, in, on my sheet here as Miami. You're just bailing on that?
3: Yeah, I'm bailing. I'm bailing. I like Bucky's insider info. They've been practicing hard. You're oh, right. yeah.
2: As opposed, to those, right. as opposed to all those other teams. No one
3: practices like that. Uh, yeah. And
2: we're wearing all white. When well, we wear all white, good things happen. By the uh, way, did I you see? Did you, did you
0: see any of the App State game, the Wednesday nighter, I, Sully? Yeah. Did you see any of it?
3: Yeah, I watched. Oh yeah, y'all y'all put it on him. Come on, like twenty four nothing at halftime. Yeah,
0: the fighting Ike I Taylor, it. the fighting Ike Taylors, <laughs> and, and, you're, you're, and you're Brandon Stokely. It, no, nothing for you're
3: us. Two one against uh, coworker, uh, co-worker alumni matchups.
0: Oh well, yeah, that was uh, that was big. That was a big one. I yeah, needed that, that one after one. Our, our Tennessee thing. But um, yeah, look. <laughs> They had a whiteout in Lafayette, and there was like six people on the stands. You can't have a something out unless you
3: fill up the stadium. It's more of a silver out. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, it was not good. The are silver, right? All right, yeah. let's go
0: Let's go, Old Miss at Arkansas. That's a great game. What do you think, Buck? Ooh.
2: Woo. Pig. Pig. Suey. <laughs> We're going to make it a, a, a fist fight in a phone booth. Arkansas is going to get it done. I thought they played okay versus Alabama at times. I know it got away. They closed at the end. I think Bill will get some going. They win this one.
0: I like Ole Miss in this game. Sully? Mm-hmm. Just make I'll, sure I'll there's not Ole a high
2: Miss school and, fight.
3: And I'll take Swag Kelly on the road. Ole Miss.
0: <laughs> oh, Kelly. See, I think Kelly's already worked up that high school game, got him fired up. He <laughs> can't, can't, can't jump into high school <laughs> fights. Kent's got Ole Miss. Bucky, you're the lone wolf on several of these. You are gonna you could you could just pad the lead right now. Maybe. All right, oh, Arizona uh, State at Colorado. Really? That's the one we're doing? Go ahead, Buck.
2: (laughs) Man, you know, Colorado let me down a few weeks ago when I picked them versus SC. I'm going to go back with them again, but this is the last time, Buff. (laughs) This is the last time. Um, I I used to like the Buffaloes way back when they had Eric B. Enemy and Darren Hagan and all those guys, the all-black uniforms. I'm hoping they can bring it back and maybe get a win against Sparky and the Devils.
3: What do you think, Sully? I'll take Sparky and the Devils on the road. I like it.
0: I like Colorado at home. I'm going Colorado. That's tough. I, I don't feel great about that pick. But even the freshman quarterback, I thought he made some plays. Trick plays, big thing for Colorado too. Keep an eye on that. Arizona State mm-hmm. likes to blitz a bunch. I think they catch him. Uh, Kansas Ooh. State at Oklahoma.
2: OU. OU wins this. This is a tough game because uh, Snyder and Stoops kind of go back and forth. But I'm I'm gonna say OU gets it done.
3: I like Oklahoma as well, Sully. Yeah, I'll take OU, but yeah, watch out for Snyder. He's normally good for one offset a season. and Obviously, he's been there for about 40 years, so this could be the one, but I'll take the Senators. This game
0: might be the trickiest game to predict of the whole weekend. Stanford at Notre Dame.
3: I'm
2: going with the fight in Irish. Notre Dame, Brian Kelly Ooh. motivates them. He screams at him a little bit, gets him going in the right direction. I know they lost a game versus the NC State, but they, they played pretty well in that in spite of the conditions. He took – some of the plans for the loss. I mean, if they get a yeah. monsoon, their defense doesn't look quite as terrible. No, man. it doesn't look as bad. Uh-huh. But, you know, like with Stanford, you have to stop two guys, Christian McCaffrey and Trent Irwin. That's The, the, the ball only goes to those guys. I think Notre Dame gets it. I don't know
3: how they're going to do it. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. That's why I'm taking Stanford. Like, I, I, <laughs> I look at that defense. I don't know how they're stopping those guys. Christian McCaffrey
2: got beat up pretty good against Washington State.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I was, I was uh, sulking. I didn't watch too much football after the Aggies. Uh, so I saw the on, highlights. got to be to turn the page. Turn <laughs> the page. Know, I know. So okay. Sully's I'm got Stanford.
0: Sully's got Stanford. Then okay. Yep. Kent's got Notre mm-hmm. Dame. You've got, you've got the Fighting Irish. Yep. Here's my question, Sully. You're not allowed to make any more changes in your picks, but I'm gonna okay. just ask you something right now. What okay. does Notre Dame do best on offense?
3: Uh, what do they do best on offense? Hmm. Mm. They it. Throw it. Yeah, Bucky's going to answer it. yeah. They, I mean, they don't do a whole lot, but uh, they they can't
0: have, throw the rock. they've thrown it, and especially down the field in big chunks in just about yeah, every game that is in a right. monsoon. Let me ask you a follow up question, Sully. Mm
1: hmm.
0: The uh, the Stanford Cardinal have had some injuries on their football team on the defensive side of the ball. Do you know? Where those, do you know where those injuries yeah. are located? Yes, that is a secondary, yeah, yeah. a couple corners, it's the back
3: half, right? Yeah. And
0: and then a third question: Did you watch the Washington Huskies wide receivers oh. do whatever they wanted against that Stanford? The purple Stanford rain
3: people? was was flowing. Yeah, you're right.
0: So all right. signs to me point towards Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame. Sully, so you're stuck with like Stanford. It. All right, last okay. game, last of the ten here, another Pack Ten uh, game. This is actually some – they're not ranked, but some interesting Pac-10 games this week. Mm -hmm. UCLA at Wazoo. Washington State beat the brakes off Stanford last week. Buck, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go Wazoo. I'm all in. Also, Josh Rosen got knocked around a little bit. Let's go with uh, the Palouse. Up there, tough to play up there.
3: Yeah, what do you think, Silly? I'm right there with you. I I couldn't have said it better. Wazoo, Palouse, Leach, get some big. Yeah,
0: I think we're a clean sweep on this one. I like Washington State as well. The crazy thing is, USC, as bad as, the, uh, as they were early in the season, there's a chance they could end up winning the, the Pac-12 South. These teams just – they're all going to beat each other nobody up.
3: Nobody wants to win it down there. No. Nobody wants to win it. I mean, we have Washington in the north, but nobody wants to win the South.
0: Nobody. Wow. Well. Hey, Sully, how's re- how's retirement been for you, buddy?
3: It's good. I uh, went fishing the past couple of days, caught a, caught a few bass, so it's it's been nice. It's, it's, it's fun employment. It's good. <laughs> Alright, well hey, don't
0: <laughs> next next time next time uh, Tennessee has a big game, you come right back, okay?
3: No doubt about it. Thanks for having me, fellas.
0: Alright, see you, pal. See ya. Well, oh, that's a great Sully there.
2: How Buck. about Sully doing that, huh?
0: Buck, uh yeah, it's always fun to have him on. A couple things, uh we have our notebook, our notebook on NFL.com our college notebook where we're kind of looking at some of the players and what's going on what are you talking about in this week's notebook
2: you know surprisingly I'm talking about quarterbacks and the quarterback that I'm talking about is the one that North Carolina is facing Brad Kaya I okay. uh, had a conversation with a Big-time scout that is looking at some quarterbacks, and we were talking about Brad Kaya, and he worries about Brad Kaya's athleticism and his arm talent. He thinks he's a blue-collar quarterback. He has some of the things that you look for from a trade standpoint in terms of uh, he's a hard worker, he has great intelligence, he does a great job of leading his guys. But you don't know if he has the stuff to be a special player when it comes to his physical ability. So as we track him through these big games, uh, North Carolina, some of the other games that they have down the stretch, Let's see if Brad Kaya can be more than a game manager and really grow into being a franchise quarterback. Because if he comes out, people are going to be expecting that, particularly if he's a first-round pick. All right, I'm talking a little bit about Boise State, uh, who's in a great
0: spot right now, a chance to kind of be that team outside the Power Five to make a move. Because I was curious, what do they have? So I reached out to some buddies that have been through there, and they said, you know, the funny thing is it's it's like the pre-Peterson days where they've just got a bunch of smart, tough, good football players – no stars. I mean, this. I think it was 2012. Remember, when they had Billy Wynn and Crawford, Tyron Crawford. They had you know uh, Austin Pettis, and then uh, uh, Tyson. Uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Titus Young. Titus, Titus, Young. Young, Titus who, Young, who, That's who, what I was who for. unfortunately had some 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 issues, but. Um, that team, Doug Martin, they were NFL players. That might have that was probably the most talented team on the entire West Coast that year. Yeah, They don't have – and Kevin Moore even as a quarterback who's still in the league. So this team is not that type of talent, but just a good, well-coached,
2: tough football team. No, well-coached, tough football team. And it's funny that you were talking about Boise State. I feel like we talk about Washington repeatedly. I was having a conversation with some guys about U-Dub and what they have and what Chris Peterson has assembled. And they say, like, look, you can be excited about their young playmakers on the outside. Uh, you can be excited about the young playmakers they have on defense, and Sidney Jones and Buddha Baker and those guys. But the best talent that they have in coming is on the front line. They have some young defensive tackles and some guys that are going to be number intriguing. 50. I don't even know his name, but
0: number 50, when I was at the game, I was like, whoa.
2: You know, and then they're saying that Chris Peterson is really putting together a powerhouse up in the Pacific Northwest. And if you think they're just getting it going. They are, and if they're going to be there for a long time. They're going to continue to put their hands on people. We saw that dismantling of Oregon that they did a week ago where they put 70 points up. More teams in the Pac-12 can get beatdowns like that.
0: And As you uh, as you look towards this draft class, one of the things I'm writing about is where are the receivers? Because we've seen it over the last few years, just unbelievable crop of receivers we've put in the NFL. This year in college football, draft eligibility-wise, we don't have a ton of guys. It's a little bit down uh, which led me to the question of, okay, well, where is the depth in this draft class? Talked about the safety position. We yep. talked about that before. Absolutely loaded. The running back position.
2: Absolutely loaded
0: running back. Loaded. The tight end position is
2: – They have some guys. Some of the deeper group of – O.J. Howard, Sprinkle, Jake Butt.
0: O.J. Howard, Sprinkle, Jake Butt. Ingram, the, the kid at Ole Miss. Yes. Clemson's got a tight end. So there's there's a lot of interesting guys. or get, get at Clemson, yes. Yeah, Oregon, who, who's – uh was it Farrell Brown or whatever, has been hurt. Yep. If he can be healthy, he's an interesting guy. So there's – there's a good depth at the tight end position. Not very good at tackle. Um, decent in- interior offensive lineman, but no tackles and receivers down a little bit. Um, you know, I think I think in the secondary there's a lot of playmakers though.
2: A lot of playmakers in the secondary, and also think uh, I think the position we've heard him called the monster backs the rovers the yep. guys that are those hybrid safety types uh the jabril peppers uh some of those guys that have some versatility there's a lot of interest in that it would be uh interesting as we get closer to the draft to see if the hybrid position and the play of some of these guys in the nfl if that either helps and raises the stock of those players or if it goes down because what i'm seeing is and and I've seen this, like the Arizona Cardinals having Deion Buchanan and Tony Jefferson and some of those guys in the box, those lighter guys, people are beginning to run those guys off the field. They're beginning to run at them, and that is kind of the negative to playing some of those safety guys in the box as those linebacker types. All right, I want to take
0: one college question from Periscope here. I'll give you guys a sec. I know we're on a little bit of a delay here. So if you have a college question, fire it off on Periscope. And we will answer it here, Bucky. One of the game we didn't talk about, though, the SC game. SC at Arizona. It's an afternoon game. Who do you like in that one?
2: I think SC has it rolling. I think they found themselves. Ever since they've inserted a quarterback, Sam Donald, on offense, they've made the transition to more of a spread-like team. Uh, that works for them because the talent that they have on the perimeter, they can get those guys the ball in space. They can allow them to make plays in the open field. I think that plays to the thing. And defensively, we've seen Adoree Jackson be the playmaker. Um, I don't know if Arizona has enough to threaten them offensively, even though the young quarterback, Brandon Dawkins, who's from L.A., played at Oaks Christian, is making some hay with his feet. I think SC goes on the goes and gets this one done. All
0: right, the question we got, a couple of them. Number one, what does Tennessee need to do to beat Alabama? And then the second one was, does Lamar Jackson still have a chance to the Heisman? Yeah, he's going to win it. So I'd say he uh, has a yes. great chance at it. Who, who do you, what do you think Tennessee needs to do to pull that thing off?
2: The big thing when you're dealing with Alabama, you have to be able to stack up to their physicality and toughness. I feel like they're kind of like the – the Broad Street Bullies, when it comes to, to to playing ball, they put you in there, they beat you up early, and they see if you can kind of weather the storm. So for the quarterback, Josh Dobbs, he has to make sure that he doesn't turn the ball over. The, the mistakes that we've seen from Tennessee early in the, in the year that has caused them to get behind in games, the turnovers, the miscues, they can't have those things very early against Alabama because if Alabama runs up and they get a 10, 17-point lead, their defense is good enough to make life miserable for the quarterback. I think it's on Josh Dobbs. He has to have an A-plus performance for them to win the game.
0: I'd say two things. Number one, you hit on Josh Dobbs. I think with his legs, he's got to run. He's going to be sore. It's a it's a it's it's an ice tub game. Yeah. He's going to have to run like crazy in this game. And number two, they can't give up a non-offensive touchdown. Alabama is so good – that turning you over and turning into a touchdown, or even in the return game, they always have dudes back there that can make things happen. So, make Alabama earn everything in this game. Do not give them the free points you get on defense or on special teams. And I think Dobbs not only got to be able to run, but that's going to control the clock. Kind of. And I think I
2: think when it comes to controlling the clock, I think they got to play at mock speed. They got to play fast. The teams that have traditionally given Alabama problems in the SEC teams that have played at a breakneck pace because it takes Nick Saban and the defensive coordinator out the game. Look for them to put their foot on the gas and play at high octane, fast pace, and see if they can wear Alabama out in the late stages.
0: Yeah, the thing is, you just got to worry about us Alabama, and they're they're so freaking big and strong. You don't want them to, to lean on you and wear on you forever. You've Got so to tuck them
2: guys out sideline to sideline. Got to run them.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's the challenge there. All right, that's going to do it for us today, Buck. Fun chat. Had Sully in here talking a little college football, some NFL as well. Fun with the Periscope folks. And uh, next week I believe we're trying to get Reggie Wayne back
2: next That's right, Tuesday. bring him in on Tuesday so I can talk to him about the Canes going down.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about Miami beating North Carolina in that one. Hey, Mid- Midnight Madness almost here, Buck. Stop putting the U down. Don't do that anymore. Oh, why? Hey, next week it's going down. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. I don't know if App State we play on a Tuesday.
2: We play on
0: a <laughs> Wednesday? I don't know. I have to look that up. Find out when we're playing. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I'll move the sticks. Thanks though uh, for leaving comments and rating us on iTunes. That helps us out. Thanks for subscribing, and you can check out all of our videos. We've got a ton of video content now. You can check it out NFL.com/slash/MTSVideo uh, as well as YouTube. We're all over YouTube on the NFL channel. So thanks for checking us out, and we will see you back here next week.